Welcome to the Comic Web Superman Old Time Radio Podcast, where each week we bring you an exciting radio episode from the early years of the Man of Steel. The Comic Web sells old time radio programs and comic books. Check us out at comicweb.com. The Comic Web also offers two other podcasts. One is a variety of old time radio programs, and the other is a video podcast of the old movie cliffhanger serials. You can find them on our website or just type Comic Web into iTunes and they should pop up. Now just sit back, relax, and enjoy this episode of Superman. Thank you. Presenting the transcription feature, Superman! Look! Up in the sky! Bird! It's a plane! It's Superman! Yes, it's Superman! Strange visitor from the planet Krypton, who came to Earth with powers and abilities far beyond those of mortal men. Superman, who can leap tall buildings at a single bound, race a speeding bullet to its target, bend steel in his bare hands, and who, disguised as Clark Kent, mild-mannered reporter for a great metropolitan newspaper, fights a never-ending battle for truth and justice. And now to our story. Trapped in a maze of evidence gathered by Clark Kent, Fred Harmon, boss of the Bartlett Logging Camp, is forced to admit that he was responsible for all that has happened in the camp, including the mysterious deaths of five lumberjacks. Suspecting that Kent, spending a vacation at the camp with Jimmy Olsen, was sent there by Mr. Bartlett to check up on him, Harmon created a reign of terror and fear, hoping by so doing to close the camp up and in that way hide forever the fact that he has been systematically stealing money paid for lumber, money belonging to the company of which Bartlett is the head. Having admitted his guilt, Harmon snatched up a rifle and held Kent, Dawson, and Father Malone, a Northwoods priest, at bay, threatening to shoot the first man who moved. The situation is tense in the camp office. Harmon, his back against the wall, faces the three men. Rifle half raised. Listen. I'm warning you. Make one move and I'll shoot to kill. Give me that rifle, Fred. Don't make it worse than it is. I can't make it any worse. Stand back. I'm warning you. Be careful, Father Malone. He'll shoot. Fred, I'm going to walk toward you. When I reach you, you're going to hand me that rifle. Keep back. Keep back! He turned the rifle on himself. Get him to the couch, Kent. Hey, get me some water, Dawson, quick. Don't bother getting any water. He's beyond our help. Let me see. Leave me alone with him for a few moments, Kent. Certainly, Father. Come on, Dawson. If you'd have told me the world was going to bust wide open, Kent, I'd have believed it sooner than I'd believe this. Yes, I know. I've been working in logging camp since I was 17. I've had a lot of bosses. Most of them were tough. Well, you got to be tough to handle men twice as big as you. Fred Harmon wasn't tough. Not a bit. Sometimes I wondered how he ever got the job. Then the... Find out it was him who killed those poor devils. I think you'd both better carry him out. Nancy is awakened, and I want to have a talk with her. Now, there's one thing I want you to remember. Nancy must never know what happened. I'm going to tell her he met his death honorably. Yes, Father. All right, quickly now. Right. That's it, Jersey. Got it. Better take him around the back, Dawson, so none of the men will see us. Okay. 
Yeah, I guess this is all right. Set him down. Funny thing about wolves and dogs, they know when something happens. Listen to that one, Father. She can't hear a word you're saying, Jimmy. Just wave. That's it. There, she's waving back. Oh, here she goes. I hope Nancy likes working at the Daily Planet. Why, because you like Nancy? Oh, I cut it out, Mr. Kent. <laughs> I don't blame you a bit, Jimmy. Nancy Harmon's a lovely girl. Oh, girls don't mean anything to me. Oh. Hey, where's Father Malone? Arranging to get us a dog sled and a guide. He's probably at the hotel. Can we walk over? Sure. Gosh, I think it would swell you to call Mr. White and ask him to give Nancy a job on the paper, Mr. Kent. But it's just like you. You're a swell guy. Well, it's nice of you to say so, Jimmy, even if you don't mean it. Don't mean it? A leaping catfish. If you weren't a swell guy, we'd be going back to Metropolis on that train. Instead, we're going to take a dog sled trip up into Canada. Now I ask you, do I mean it or don't I? Well, maybe you do. All of this, Father Malone. Talking to that little man in the plaid shirt. Oh, maybe he's our guy. Oh, there you are. I was, I was just coming down to the station. Did Nancy get off all right? Uh-huh. Kent, you took a big burden off my mind in seeing to it that Nancy is the place to go. I'll never forget. No, that was nothing, Father. Oh, incidentally, I spoke to Mr. Bartlett by long-distance phone. Oh. Bill Dawson is staying on at the camp as manager. The men have quieted down, and all told, I should say the results have been better than I expected. Yes, uh, it will soon be dark, Monseigneur. To fix the dogs, I must know when we start. Oh, Baptiste, I'm sorry. I have forgot all about you. Baptiste, this is Mr. Kent and Jimmy. Glad to meet you, Baptiste. The pleasure, Monsieur, belongs to Baptiste. Baptiste is the best dog team driver and guide in the North Country, Kent. There are none better. Yeah, Baptiste is the best in the North, the South, the East, and the West. Vive Baptiste. (laughs) (laughs) There's one thing I want to warn you about, Kent, and you too, Jimmy. Besides being the best driver, Baptiste is also the best tall storyteller. Don't believe all you hear from him. Ah, Monsignor, Baptiste is insult. You'll get over it. <laughs> well, I guess you might as well start. You'll probably want to make camp before nightfall. Goodbye, Kent. Goodbye, Father. And goodbye, Jimmy. It's been nice knowing both of you. And if you ever come through Mont again, don't fail to stop off. We may see on our way back, unless we decide to fly to Metropolis from Canada. But if we don't, Father, eat well. So long, Jimmy. So long, Father Malone. And don't forget what you promised. Uh, what was that? Don't you remember? Well, what, Jimmy? If any of the trappers up here ever catch a baby black bear, you'll send them to me. Oh, oh yes. All right, all right, I'll do it. I'm afraid that's one promise you'd better break, Father. Oh, I don't say that, Mr. Kent. <laughs> well, don't worry a little head about it, Jimmy. We'll see. Uh, monsieur, she will soon be there. But these do not like it. All right, we're coming. Goodbye, Father. Goodbye. 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 Those huskies bark, Mr. Kent. Well, they'll stop barking the minute Baptiste gives them the supper. <laughs> you see? <laughs> Do I have to bark to get my supper? No, but you have to chop that kindling for the fire. Come on, now, stop talking and chop. Okay. <laughs> yeah, the fire is ready to light, no? I think so. Jimmy's chopping some extra kindling. Yeah, so for what do we wait? Put the hurdy man. Okay. Hey, <laughs> You, you chop the wood very good, eh? Now, you see, Mr. Kent, but he's like the way I chop wood. Yes, when you chop it. Oh, gosh, isn't there enough? Look at that pile. Oh, the fire, she must be kept burning all night. What for? We've got sleeping bags, and anyway, that fire wouldn't keep us warm. Oh, but you do not understand. 
is not for the warmth. Oh, no, no, no. It is to keep off the animals. The animals? You certainly are an expert woodman, Jimmy. Don't you know that fire keeps animals away? What kind of animals? All kinds. Wolves, bears, wildcats. Well, you mean if we didn't have a fire that wildcats would come? I wouldn't be a bit surprised. Leap and catfish. Hey, look out, Jimmy. You cut your leg off with that hatchet swinging it so fast. I don't care what I cut off. I'm going to chop enough wood to keep that fire blazing all night. <laughs> and now I know how to keep you working. Just mention wildcats. <laughs> yeah, the fire keeps good. Now we cook the potage. Oh, what potage? Uh, some sort of a soup or stew, I guess. Ah, uh, monsieur, the potage is très magnifique. It's wonderful. Once Baptiste is alone in the woods, night has come. The snow is deep. There's very little wood, so Baptiste has no fire for the night, huh? And soon the wolf comes. So what do Baptiste do? Shoot him. Oh, no, no, no. Baptiste has some potage left over. So he feeds the wolf the potage. Do they buy Baptiste? No. Do they want to eat Baptiste? No. They're so happy with the potage, they go away. They do not come back again. Oh, that's a lot of baloney. Uh, what is this baloney? Uh, something you slice, Patsy. How <laughs> better it tastes good in your potage? Oh, no, 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 no. This baloney I do not put in my potage. Uh, Patsy, did you ever have a fight with wolves? Oh, did Batiste ever have the fight with the wolves? With 100 wolves, Batiste had the fight. Listen, I will tell you. Uh, no, 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 no. Look, the potage is ready, and she will be good potage. Very good. Oh, if it's as good as your story, Patsy, lead me to it. <laughs> uh, you are Mopti. Thank you. And now uh, for you, monsieur. Mm, certainly smells good, Patsy. Mm, tastes good, too. What's in it, Patsy? Oh, that is the secret I cannot tell you. Oh, no wonder the wolves didn't bother you after sampling it. <laughs> that is nothing. Have I told you about the bull moose? No? Well, I will tell you. Two years ago, I am going to the big wood near Sanctuary. When suddenly I hear the crashing in the bush, Engrossed in another of Batiste's tall stories, neither Clark Kent nor Jimmy Olsen are aware that a pair of sharp eyes are watching their every move in the shadowed protection of the deep forest behind them. Finally, the eyes have seen enough, and their owner turns and slips silently into the darkness, following a scarcely visible trail to a shack deep in the pine. He hesitates for a moment, glances over his shoulder, and then opens the door. It's just like I said. Two guys and a kid. One of the guys is a canuck driver. They ain't government men. I'm not taking any chances. Where'd you say they were at? Camping in that clearing west of here. They got a big fire going. That's a help. A big help. We gotta get them out of there. Yeah? How you gonna do it? I don't know, but we're gonna. What time is it? Oh, it's uh, nine o'clock. Hmm. Frenchy's due to drop a shipment at midnight. And he won't drop it if he sees their fire. We got to make sure that fire's out. Come on. Take your shotgun. How are you going to work it, Bull? Never mind. You just stand by and listen. You better be careful, Bull. Shooting will bring trouble. Don't worry. There won't be no shooting. Not unless there has to be. Now, come on. We ain't got no time to waste. Don't forget, I'll do all the talking. Who are these men, and why do they object to Kent, Jimmy, and Batiste camping in the forest clearing? What is the mysterious shipment that Frenchie won't drop if he sees the campfire? It looks like excitement ahead, so don't fail to tune in for the next episode of Superman. Don't forget, tune in again for the next thrilling episode with Superman. Superman! <laughs> 
It's a bird. It's a plane. It's Superman. Superman is a copyrighted feature appearing in Action Comics magazine.